You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark and it's Friend Friday on the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast. Today, we are having Julie Hornock back. She is a regular writer for Chicken Soup for the Soul and also the mother of a teenager on the autism spectrum. Julie discovered her love for writing when her daughter, Lizzie, was diagnosed with autism at the age of two. At that point, she jumped into researching and implementing a home therapy program, and this led to a video blog that Julie made to help other parents of kids on the autism spectrum. And that led to a position on the board of the National Autism Association of North Texas, and then a blog for Autism Spot. And now, in addition to her Chicken Soup for the Soul books, Julie's work has appeared in many magazines, and she has a new book that just came out, which is a lot like a Chicken Soup for the Soul book in that it features stories from lots of different people. In this case, families with children of all ages on the autism spectrum. Julie lives in Texas with her husband and her three children. So Julie, welcome back. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It was fun having you a few months ago. I remember we talked about autism and your work in autism, and then you took us through some yoga exercises for stress relief. It was so much fun. It was fun. fun. Yeah. So, I know. And I was looking at my phone the other day and I saw this yoga app, like 19 minute yoga or something. And I thought, what is that? And then I thought, oh yeah, that's the app I downloaded after the podcast with Julie, but I never actually did it. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, this is our reminder that we need to go back to that and try it and do it. And now you have a new book to talk about, this book that can help families in every country and families with kids of all ages who are affected by autism. So tell us about your book. It's called United in Autism, Finding Strength Inside the Spectrum. And it is just 30 stories. So what I did was I interviewed 30 different families from all over the world. So I'm talking Australia, Russia, Singapore, Brazil, the UK, just everywhere. And I wanted to find out, is there a solution or is there a way to have peace inside this tough journey? Even if our kid didn't progress, even if we don't live where there's resources, even if we have family to support us, is it possible to have joy? And so I interviewed all these families and, you know, spoiler alert, yes, it is. I think the book will help families to not feel so isolated in their journey because they're going to read stories of typical things that are happening in our lives, and it's happening to all of us, but we feel very, very alone in it. And so when we realize it's happening to other people, we don't feel quite as alone. It doesn't change our circumstances, but it changes kind of how we feel and how we cope within our circumstances. Yeah. I remember when we put out Chicken Soup for the Soul, Raising Kids on the Spectrum, we got so many emails from 
parents who said, I got the book. I stayed up till three in the morning reading it. I was laughing and crying. And most importantly, now I don't feel like I'm alone. I, mean, I know one out of 59 kids is diagnosed with autism, at least in the United States. And I think the rate is even higher in some other countries like South Korea. And yet parents still feel alone. I know it is. It's because it's very hard to go out with our kids because they have these behaviors that are perceived as super strange. We have the flapping, the jumping, but they don't have the ability a lot of times to understand safety and how the world works. So we're just kind of like holding on to them tight, trying to keep them from going into traffic or jumping in water. So it's really, really hard for us to go out. And if we do take them to friends' houses, they sometimes destroy the property of our friends and it just becomes really difficult to go anywhere. So we kind of isolate ourselves and not all of it's everyone else's fault. It's us too, or it's just easier to stay in. You need a new app or a website or something where parents in communities who have kids on the spectrum can all find each other and set up play dates for their kids with each other, or would the kids not play with each other and it would really be like play dates for the moms? Yeah, I think that's a fantastic idea. An app would be perfect for that. That's a great idea. But would the kids play together or would they benefit from at least being in the same room and at least their moms could have time together? We do try and get together in our local groups where we'll get together with the moms. And it's most important for the moms right now to get together. But the kids, the thing with them is they do want to play with other kids. They just don't know how. And so a lot of times we'll need some type of facilitator to kind of help them play. Like even if we can bring a facilitator with us to these play groups, then we can get the kids to engage together. But they have to be taught because it's just not natural for them. Yeah, although I know it works because your daughter Lizzie is absolutely charming now and is totally mainstreamed and is a cheerleader, which I guess is a very good way of using the tendency to jump, right? But she's like so charming and gorgeous and very verbal. I mean, you would never know from hearing her on television. We started in with a 30-hour week program of behavioral therapy and also of occupational and speech. And so it took a lot of work and there wasn't a magic bullet. And that's the thing as a mom, you want something just to fix this right away. And it doesn't really work like that. It's just little tiny bits of progress every single year and it all adds up. And some kids just progress more than others. And my daughter, I mean, we feel very, very blessed that she has progressed a whole lot and is basically living a normal life. I mean, she's still really quirky and has autism, but she's living a normal life and she's happy and she's engaged. And I'm sure her friends know what comes with the Lizzie package and the little quirks are just her autism quirks and other kids have different quirks. Everybody has their quirks. And once you understand the quirks that come from autism, well, then you just understand why they're part of the package. Absolutely. Yeah. I think her very best friends are probably the friends that have been friends with her the longest, you know, they've been friends for years and years and they just kind of know what they're getting in their friendship, but they also know that her heart's pure and that she has a lot to give as well. And she has special gifts and she is a really good friend. She is kind and giving and encouraging herself. And so, yeah, they kind of know what to expect. And it's like anything, you're uncomfortable when you don't understand. And so once you begin to understand and become educated in the condition, then you know why she does the things she does. And then you're not offended by them or scared of them, or you don't misinterpret them. I heard somebody on the spectrum one time say, say something like, we're accused of not feeling because we seem to distance ourselves and put up the screen in front of us. 
But he said, actually, our problem is that we feel too much. Do you agree with that? I mean, I guess it's like the overload. So you put up a screen to protect yourself. But in fact, he was saying, no, we feel too much. We feel tons of empathy and we're overwhelmed by our emotions and what we feel when we look at maybe somebody having a problem or an animal in distress or whatever it is. Yeah, I think their feelings can become overwhelming. It's almost like they don't know how to process them and it's like just too much. Like I've heard people say the eye contact, when they look in someone's eyes, it's just too much information and they can't handle it so they want to look away. And it overloads them because there's like a sensory overload and then their brain is just clicking and moving so much faster and there's so much going on in there and then to have something else on top of that, it just, it's like emotion overload, you know. And I do find my daughter to be extremely intuitive, um, especially with me, where if I am having trouble or I'm not having a good day, she feels it on a deeper level than my other kids do. So I want to come back after the break and talk more about the book. And one of the things in the book that families talk about is that meticulous planning to avoid meltdowns, which is really fascinating for parents who never had to go through that So we will come back in a moment and discuss that. We're back with Julie Hornock, who has a beautiful mainstreamed teenage daughter who is on the autism spectrum. Julie, we've been talking about your new book, United in Autism. I want to talk about meticulous planning for meltdowns, because as a member of the public, my only real exposure to autism, I think, is if I see a kid who I think is misbehaving, but really that kid is not misbehaving. That kid is behaving like a kid on the spectrum and it's not the parent's fault and they don't deserve to be glared at or tisked at or sighed at. So let's talk about meltdowns and how Families on the spectrum have to work around those. You had a great story about Lizzie jumping on, I think, a seat at a restaurant one time. So schedules work for our kids because they can only handle so much. They get overloaded. And so if they understand what they're going to do and they can see it in their head and they can have it planned out, then it's okay. But when things don't go according to plan or if there's something new If they haven't been prepped for it, a lot of times they don't do well. And so in that instance, my daughter, we were at a restaurant, and we went to the restaurant, and it was getting very overwhelming. So she grasped her hands on the booth, and then she just started to jump up and down really big. And she was doing this not because it was going to be disruptive or for any reason, not because she was unruly or because I hadn't parented her, but she was trying to keep herself mellowed out so that she did not melt down and this is what was doing this is what was evening her out and in a similar instance for example when we started gymnastics class I took her to gymnastics class and I didn't prep her and which was a mistake on my part we showed up she was asked to sit in a circle she couldn't handle that she couldn't handle being with the class she melted down basically fought everything they tried to do And from her mind, the smells were new, the instructor was new, the kids were new, all the visuals in the room were new, and it was just too much for her to be able to do anything. So I went back home, and I'm like, okay, that was a mom fail. I really needed to prep her. And so I took pictures of the gym, took pictures of the coach, took pictures of the kids in her class, and then listed out the activities we were going to do, and I put it in a little book called A Social Story. 
And with a social story, we went through it every day. First, we put our gymnastics outfit on. Then we get in the car. Then we go here. We're going to do this, this, and this. And the next time we got there, she went through that class perfectly like a little angel. It was amazing, the difference. And it was all about planning and letting her know what to expect. That's really interesting. This book, United in Autism, is really going to help families who are on the spectrum. Or if you are somebody who is not directly affected, but you know somebody who has a child on the spectrum, it's really worth reading. I read it the other night from cover to cover and really enjoyed it. And I wanted to point out also that the majority of the proceeds from the book United in Autism are going to your free Autism Mom events and also to various charities that are mentioned in the book. So bravo for you. That's really wonderful. Thank you. I mean, my heart is, because I've been there and I've been kind of in the trenches of autism, the hardest part of autism when you're trying to keep your child safe and you can't, you're like in fight or flight mode all the time. And I really just, my heart goes out to especially the moms that are just, they can't breathe. They haven't talked about anything other than autism for years. And so we created these autism moms events that I thought was just going to be a super nice night out, but it turned out they made friendships that kind of carried them through the rest of their journey. And so that's why I wanted to write this is so that I can give this book out to them and so that I can allow them the proceeds to go to these events. That's great. And you got a wonderful, wonderful review from Kirkus, which just talked about how the book offers both lessons and hope. And of course, you did it the Chicken Soup for the Soul way, which is stories about real families, because that is what works the best for everybody. You learn from reading the true stories of other people who are in your same position. So what is next for you after you finish your whole PR campaign for the book? So we'll go through and do the book and then I'm going to continue doing the mom's events. That's my goal is I'd like to bring the mom's events basically across the nation. I have, I've started it and we're kind of, we're in pockets, but I'm excited to combine with local charities bringing this event and then um, go outside the United States as well, because I already have several of the countries that the parents are from in the book saying, Hey, what about us? And so I'm really excited to be able to do that as well. We have all kinds of work. We're already working on an actual conference in Africa and bringing some information to some families that just don't have it, some training to families that don't have it as well. That's great. Yeah, just like the way you explained how you prepared Lizzie for the gymnastics class, that's such a wonderful explanation to share with other parents so that they can do the same thing. It will make everything go so much better and it will allow their kids to be brought to places like that and interact with other children and do fun activities. So I think it's wonderful that you're spreading the word about all of your techniques and you're helping moms feel better. You'll have to do it for dads as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the dads have such a huge, huge role in supporting and then also just getting in there with our children and helping them progress. It's a full family effort. It really, it takes a giant team, you know, to help these kids. And so, and I would say that for the social stories, any child with transitional issues, once I realized for my daughter that everything she did, every movement she made with her body, every noise she made, it all had purpose. And I think even for our typical kids, if we can see that, if we can see that them getting upset is happening because of something else, 
and you can look back behind and see what that was, then you can begin to kind of share the information your child needs for the next step. So any child with transition, you could use those social stories for. So learning how to raise Lizzie and handle her autism, did that make you a better mother for your other two children as well? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm just thinking of like my oldest son, who's now 17. If he comes home angry and irritable and yells at me about something, instead of just getting mad at him and being like, what is your problem? You know, why are you treating me like this? This is disrespectful. I stop and I think, okay, why don't we take it down? Why don't you tell me what happened in your day? Because everything they do is for a reason. And if we look and find that, we're going to get to the bottom of the problem and then we're going to actually be able to help them and realize, okay, they're not trying to just be difficult or ugly. Something has happened. It's our job as parents to get to the bottom of it and then be able to step-by-step help them through, even our typical kids. (laughs) I totally agree. I kind of feel like I breezed through my kids' teenage years because I never, ever took their behavior personally, right? It's never directed at mom. They wouldn't want any other person to be their mother or their father, they're just acting out because of something else that's going on. So it's never, ever about you. Well, yeah, and they're acting out with us because we're the people that make them feel safe and comfortable. So we should actually take it as a compliment. Exactly. That's how I felt. I never let it get to me. Well, Julie, thank you so much for joining us today. I wish you the best with your fabulous new book about families and autism United and Autism is the name of the book. And where can people buy this book? They can go to unitedinautism.com or Amazon or barnesandnoble.com. So it's on, it's on all the usual places. So, yeah, thank you so much for having me. I, I thoroughly enjoy it. Well, thank you for joining us today. I'm Amy Newmark, and thank you all for listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast today. Come back next week for more inspiration and storytelling. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple or Google or wherever you like to get your podcasts so that each new episode will show up automatically. An official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's Extra Help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov slash extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.